When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, everyone. Just a note before we get into this episode. Uh, a couple references were made to Naquan Tomlin's uh, absence versus uh, SMU during the secret scrimmage and missing from a couple team activities, public team activities in the last couple weeks. He was part of the K-State men's basketball promotional photo shoots and hype video shoots uh, in Bramlage Coliseum that were uh, done after the recording of this episode. So uh, any sort of anxiety that I had surrounding Naquan Tomlin and his availability for this season is lowered quite a bit. I do anticipate some questions being asked after that Emporia State scrimmage or something coming out in the build-up to that exhibition game, so stay tuned. So now, here's the spooky intro and the live show from 1025. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise. For your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back, and it is time for our live show. As tradition, I will filibuster. I'll I'll get everyone up to date with any of the news as we wait for folks to come in. The biggest piece of news is Patrick Ngangba cuts his list down to two. The five-star center is focusing just on Duke, Kentucky, and K-State as he's getting ready for his visit to Manhattan, Kansas this weekend. Uh, The five-star has been in contact with K-State ever since Jerome Tang and Co. came around. 
K-State going full court press. They had all four coaches out to see him in person. I have it on pretty good authority. It is down to just K-State and Duke. Kentucky not really in it. Despite what some people were trying to say on Twitter, UConn hasn't been in it for a while. So that's going to be a big one. He's going to announce his commitment on Saturday the 4th. So while K-State is taking on Texas, the basketball team will be waiting on possibly the biggest commitment since Wally Judge. Other news, be on the lookout for possible changes to the 2025 non-conference schedule. Army is joining up in the AAC. That could be opening up some new non-con opponents. Uh, So we'll see as everything in college football scheduling is up in the air and going crazy. The last thing we'll touch on, we're not going to get too deep into any of the possible reasons why, uh, but it's out there. Uh, We might as well talk about it. Um, Naquan Tomlin not traveling. He did not go to the quote-unquote secret scrimmage. He has not been at a few team activities. Lots of rumors flying around about the big man. Uh, We'll see what happens. I don't believe Coach Tang has any um, uh, media availability until after the Emporia State uh, exhibition game on Wednesday. Uh, November 1st so we'll have to just hold tight until then there will be no live show next Wednesday I will be giving a an instant reaction and uh, I'll hold off until Jerome Tang addresses the media after that one as well before we talk so this is the last live show uh, for a couple weeks we'll probably bring it back following that Texas game following that K-State UCA USC game out in Las Vegas I will be there, boots on the ground, giving you guys the cut. And now I'm not doing any coverage. I'm going to be drinking and cheering on the cats out in Las Vegas. Speaking of basketball, all right, this is the last show before basketball season kicks off. I want your guys' predictions for the basketball season. You can give me records. You can give me, oh, they're going to do this in the tournament. Oh, they're, here, here's some crazy thing. Five All-Americans. Whatever you want to throw out there for the world to hear, it's up to you. I'm starting off with the baldy himself, Justin. Justin, I know you can't wait for basketball season. I know you can't wait to see K-State take on USC. Give me your predictions for this season. You can be as broad or as specific as you want, but I want predictions. Oh, man. I'm going to predict that Perry hit seven threes in some game this year. Ooh, all right. There we go. The, the one prediction from Justin is seven threes from Perry in at least one game this year. All right, there you go. We'll go to Joel next. Joel, what sort of spice do you have for me? Not real spice, but just uh, hopeful. Um, we're going to make it out of the first round of the Big 12 tournament this year. This is the year we're going to do it. There we go. We're going to go to shirtless Cole. Of course, you know, I'd probably be shirtless if I was as hot as him. Cole, what are your predictions for this basketball season? Oh, man. My prediction. Okay, let's get a, let's get a little weird. Uh, I'm gonna say Tang gets ejected from a game for the first time in his career. 
Whoa. Whoa. All right. We got Tang getting ejected from a game this season. All right. Uh, we'll go to Tristan next. Tristan, is this your first time in the live show? If so, welcome to the party, my friend. Uh, give me a prediction. Any prediction you want for this basketball season. Can you hear me? Yep. I got you loud and clear. Yep, it is my first time, and I think the basketball team, they'll make it to the NCAA tournament. All right, I like it. I like it, and we will end with uh, – we'll go with Ema Elvis, and then I'll have one follow-up question for basketball season before we start talking a little bit about that demolishment of TCU, which, folks, I'm getting the feeling that K-State just really does not care for this TCU football team. But we'll go to Ema Elvis. What is your – Anything prediction for the men's basketball team? That we'll have such great balance this year in scoring that at least four guys on every game this season will be in double figures. Whoa. All right. I like that one. I I mean, that would be a wild one. I, I, I don't know how many times it's happened in college basketball, but I absolutely like it. All right, final thing, and I'm going to ask you guys, I need this yes and uh, yes or no answers. Uh, So here it is. Yes or no, K-State finishes in the top five of the Big 12. Yes or no, K-State basketball is in the NCAA tournament. Yes or no, K-State has at least one player make at least honorable mention All-America for the AP All-America team. Yes or no for those three. We'll start with Joel. Joel, top five Big 12 NCAA tournament, All-American. Yes, yes, no, 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 no. What do you got? Yes to the power of three, baby. All the above. All right. We got all three yeses from Joel. Soupy Joel, by the way. He's having a tortellini soup tonight for those playing along. We'll go to Justin next. Justin, of those three, how many yeses, how many noes? Yes cubed. Whoa, okay. All right, no. All right, so I'm going back to Joel. Joel, who who's the All-American? I think it's probably going to be Kaluma. He's just he's been there. I think he's he's just a man amongst boys to be honest. He's just a grown man. All right, Justin, who's your All-American? Probably Perry. All right, we got Perry. We'll go to shirtless Cole next. Cole, top 5 tournament All-American. What do you got? Scott, you need some harder questions because I'm I'm gonna go all yes again on this one. Who's your uh, all American? If I had to predict the all American, I'd probably go Perry. I mean, he's got the preseason hype to kind of ride along with him. We're gonna rely on him enough that he's gonna have some good numbers. So Perry. There you go. We'll go to Tristan next. Tristan, you have us in the tournament already. Are they going to be in the top five of the Big 12, and are they going to have an American, All-American? Yeah, I think I think so. And my All-American pick would probably be Perry. Lots of love for Tyler Perry, and we'll finish off with Ema Elvis on this one before we get to football. Ema Elvis, top five NCAA tournament, uh, All-American. Is it going to be a clean sweep? Do I have to start asking better questions? Is that is that what we're figuring out here? No, but get out the broom. Yep, yep, yep. And it's Naquan Tomlin, matchup problem. He's going to go off. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. Uh, again, I, I maybe the most interesting thing that's going to come out 
of the Wednesday exhibition is if we get some answers surrounding Naquan Tomlin. All right, before we get into football, talking about, uh, look, <laughs> I think maybe the team that Chris Kleiman and the team hates the most, TCU, before we get there, I don't hate them. I absolutely love them. Manhattan Brewing Company, 11 a.m. game. You're thinking to yourself, man, can't go there before the game. What am I going to do? Go there after, dummy. Don't be a bozo. After you see K-State take care of Houston, if you're heading back home, or if you're going to stick around the happiest place in America, Manhattan, Kansas, get a couple pints, get a couple four-packs, get a couple crowlers. Folks, they have another Hefeweizen that they brewed in collaboration with the chef. They're talking about, ooh, pecans, ooh, banana. Just a delicious, just a delicious malty beer, folks. I am getting all worked up just thinking about it. You know exactly where I'm going to be right after the game. I'm going to swing by Manhattan Brewing Company, going to have a couple pints, and then I'm going to take some home to Chauncey. He can't drink, but he can hang out with me while I do. Check out Manhattan Brewing Company. Take a picture of the Bosco's Boys sticker somewhere in the brewery. If you do that, send it to me. I'll send you some Bosco's Boys stickers. All right, let's get into it. K-State just demolishing TCU. Uh, Cooper Beebe talking about how they made them quit. Cooper Beebe talking about how they don't give us any respect and we love kicking their ass. Chris Kleiman saying 41-3. to How about that? What a game, folks. What a game. We're going to start with Joel. Joel, what is your takeaway from what might be, uh, at least inside the walls of Veneer, the biggest rivalry game on K-State's schedule? Yeah, we went out there and put them boys back in their place. Certified, four quarters, smackdown. I mean, they couldn't stop a water leak if they were a plumber. Like, that was an absolute beatdown. I loved what BB said. What an absolute unserious program laughing down 30. Sonny Dykes, you should be ashamed. I loved every second of it because you know me. I don't like them TCU fools. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I took a lot of pleasure out of some of the post-game comments. And I went back when Cooper BB said that. I, I went back and watched all the TCU post-game uh uh interviews that dykes did what the players did those guys are the most disrespectful losers in the world i really hope they're on the schedule next year so they can 50 piece them we'll go to justin who is doing some multitasking how about justin man i'm not gonna say what you're doing i'm not gonna dox you know your profession or anything like that but that is multitasking what's your takeaway after that massive beatdown of the frogs on saturday well, two things. First of all, fuck those bitch-ass tricks. I fucking hate TCU. Fuck those guys. Second thing that comes to mind, and I've had this thought multiple times throughout the game, I sit in section, section 16, so all the opposing players sit at the very bottom of that section, the fans, and I didn't say one fucking word to them. Every time they got up, went up the stairs, go to the bathroom, get concessions, I didn't say a thing. When we were in Arlington last year, those motherfuckers had something to say Every minute of the fucking game. Fuck those guys. Kick rocks. Please apologize to my mom for that many F-bombs, please. Sorry, Miss McFarland. Thank you. She appreciates that. We'll go to Shirtless Cole, who's drinking. It looks like a uh, Pinot Grigio, maybe, or a Chardonnay. What are you sipping on over there? Uh, Smells like a Pinot. There you go. All right. So uh, what's your takeaway from that beatdown over the TCU Horn Frogs? First off, 
there's something I got to get off my chest. Well, you're showing not your there- chest, so you might as well get whatever you need off. Got to get something off. Not directly related to the game itself, but an experience that I had during the game. Um, and I know I'm beating the dead horse here. But I'm going to step outside for this one. So, we got these freaking cattle pins. We really got these. We bought some cattle pins, a couple tents, and some prison tables. And now we, we call it a beer garden. And that's how we get beer. You can't even watch the game from the beer garden. You got to watch it from the Jumbotron across the entire football field. And I, I'm five foot nine with shoes on. I can't barely see over everyone. People are standing on the tables. So I'm like, guess I'm not watching this entire second quarter. But I digress. It's time. It's overdue. Let's get some beers in the at the general concessions. Um, I know I'm beating a dead horse here, preaching to the choir. But I just had to get it off my chest. It's really been bugging me lately. Um, so I appreciate you for giving me this platform, Scott. Hopefully, our fearless leader, athletic director, Gene Taylor, will listen to this episode and maybe be inspired by my speech here. But um, the game itself, I mean, that's just the type of game that you love. You know, when you go and – it was one of those games where we saw them walk onto the field and I was like, these guys look small. Like they are not ready to run with the big dogs. And that's exactly how the game went. Not to mention probably the worst uniform combo I've ever seen from TCU. I mean, if you're going, what they have white lids, white jerseys, black pants, right? Yep. Why not just throw on the white pants? Like that's the best look you got for an away game. Horrible uniform. I mean, you're, you're you're just setting yourself up for failure, and your performance as a team completely represented that. Um, Sonny Dykes is a fraud, sold his soul to the devil, and brought Kendall Bryles onto his staff. Totally embarrassing to the conference, and it was about time Big Daddy put him in their place. I love it. I I hope some random TCU fan comes across this uh, episode and hears uh, us absolutely demolishing their squad. We're going to go to Tristan next. Tristan, what's your takeaway from the TCU game? Sorry that you have to you know follow up you know that impassioned speech, but I believe in you. What do you got for me? I'm with Justin. I hate those guys. Shit. I sit at the section twenty three right behind the visitors bench. They were chirping the whole time. And when they first came out, they were flipping us off. So screw those guys. But I think our defense was rock solid. If we have more defensive play like that, we're going to win a lot of games. We'll go to Ema Elvis next. Ema Elvis, uh, what what do you have to say about uh, the TCU game? I'm going to have one follow-up question from that game before we move on to Houston, though. Okay. Well, that was total domination. Um, The O-line, the D-line pure domination of the entire game 
And it's one of the most satisfying wins in recent memory for me. Um, from the two QB start to the seconds and thirds goal line stand at the finish. It was just total domination. Um, this offensive line is what we thought we would see, I think, at the beginning of the year. Didn't really click the first few games, but it's clicking now. Everybody's feeling at home in their natural positions, I think. And uh, they're showing it. It's, they're grading paths for the running game to do pretty much whatever we want to do. And uh, who is the number one college football power five team in rushing? I think it's K-State, isn't it? Your Kansas State University Wildcats. And we're having some fun now with that running game, which is going to eventually open up the passing game. That was the only still question mark was – uh, wide receivers in our passing game, but man, you don't need it when you run the way we did. Uh, but it was right at 600 yards of offense. That's the fifth best in K-State football history. That's a hell of a stat. Um, what a fantastic game. The defense holding any power five team to a measly little field goal. That is stifling stuff. The mob is definitely back at K-State. So it's going to be a fun rest of the season if we can keep this groove going. Um, and when we did finally see Jack Bloomer talking about the kicking game, uh, which I haven't yet, but that's the third part, and everything was going well, offense, defense, and special teams. Uh, but Jack Bloomer comes in in the fourth quarter for his first and only punt, I think, of the, the whole game. And I joke that he'd been watching the game from Aggieville. But <laughs> – we, we did need him as the holder for Chris Tennant's 11 perfect points in this game. And uh, so it was a great game all around. Keep up the good work, guys. Let's go get another one. All right. Let, let's talk real quick. Again, I, I usually just like to put the bow on the game. But, again, we had uh, something very unusual. Uh, they alternated the series for quarterback the entire game. I just want to get your guys' opinion on it. Uh, and then we're going to move on to talk in Houston. Uh, but we're going to start with Joel. Joel, what was your takeaway? What was your opinion of going series for series the entire way through that game? Yeah, I mean, personally, not a fan. I thought the second half should have probably been mostly Avery. Um, just get him more reps. But, I mean, when both guys are cooking like that, I mean, shoot. Let the, let the horses run, I guess, at the end of the day. Yep, the number two and the number six ESPN QBR of the week. Number two to Will Howard, number six to Avery Johnson. We'll go to Justin next. Justin, what's your takeaway from that alternating series? I don't think I've ever seen that in a college football game. Uh, what was your opinion of it in the game, and what's your opinion of it looking back on it now? In the game, I didn't really think too much of it. Um, looking back on it, I don't think that was the plan for the coaching staff for it to play out every other exactly like it did. I just think that the game kind of happened in a way that allowed it to continue. I think had the game gotten tight, we would have done what Joel said and and maybe gone with a hot hand, but it we never had to, so they could just keep alternating them in. I didn't I wouldn't like the idea of giving um, Avery the whole second half because there there was one series where he got hit several times and was doing a lot of running and you could tell like it was starting to show it was wearing on him a little bit and I don't want to say he was beat up but it was I mean that's a lot it's different it's different at this level than than doing it as a high school senior last year so I like the way that they're easing him in and 
they're they're reducing the pounding that he's taking, which I think is good for the long term. Yeah, while uh, TCU probably put up the same resistance that Wichita Heights would have, they they do hit probably slightly harder. Uh, we'll go to Cole next. Cole, in the moment, what'd you think about it? Looking back, what what do you think? So in the moment, I mean, it kind of I didn't bat an eye at it too much, just because we were kicking their ass. And I mean, you know, it's always, you know, it's hindsight's always twenty twenty. Like if something is working and you're kicking someone's ass, like it always seems like a good idea. But I don't think it's something that would work more than one game, probably. I mean, we probably caught lightning in a bottle with that situation. Um looking back on it. kind of weird like you said like it's probably never really happened in a college football game to truly go one for one an entire game um i don't hate it i guess but i don't think it's sustainable and i guess i'm glad that i don't have to make that decision going forward i'm right there with you we'll go to tristan next tristan what did you think about it in the moment what do you think about it now in the moment, I didn't even really realize that they're doing it, I guess. But right now, I'm not a fan of it necessarily. I think I just got PTSD from Waters and Sam's, but I don't think they should probably continue doing it. We'll go to Emot Elvis. You can finish this off before we point our uh, attention towards Houston. What did you think in the moment? What do you think about it looking back now? Well, last week I mentioned that I thought maybe they'll start Will, then go to Avery, and then go back to Will, then go to Avery. So Will gets one and three, Avery gets two and four, and then they'll see who the hot hand, who has the hot hand and go from there. But no one ever separated themselves really as having the hot hand because they both had it. So I think that's why they just kept that altering, uh, alternating uh, QB going the whole game. I don't think it'll be that way again, but now defenses don't just have to prepare for a starting quarterback. They have to prepare for both guys equally, uh, knowing that either one of them could play half or most of the game, but they don't know which half or, you know, how much. Uh, and, and it's not predictable like um, Waters and Sam's were, and I mentioned that last week, but you, you look at that, first drive that will had in a second oh he can run too and then avery comes in oh he can pass too and so defenses aren't going to know how to do this they they're just going to be so they talked about our offense maybe being out of rhythm possibly defenses can't get anything going because they don't know what's coming next uh so i do kind of like that about it um and what could they do seeing that first play? What could they do with both guys on the field at the same time? There's all kinds of creativity that I don't think we've seen yet. And maybe we're waiting another week down the road to uh, reveal any of that. But defenses have to prepare. That was the ultimate troll job the entire week. Everyone's asking Chris Kleiman, asking Colin Klein, my show, every podcast, every radio session, who's going to start, Avery or Will, Avery or Will? 
They do both of them, and it's a jet sweep to Avery Johnson, his first ever start coming as a wide receiver. Honestly, I hope they do it again this week. I hope they do a jet sweep, and then I hope when they play Texas, they line up in the formation again. They do the the play action, and then Will just bombs it over the top to Jace Brown for an opening play touchdown at Texas. Um, that's what I'm hoping happens. But, hey, stay tuned. Going to be there on Saturday. And I'll tell you what, Saturday, high is only going to be in the 40s. It's going to be a little rainy, but you know what I'm going to have underneath my rain jacket? My Charlie Hustle crew neck sweatshirt. I'm currently wearing my Sporting Club uh, crew neck sweatshirt because guess what? Sporting KC has a playoff game after we get done on the phone or on, on this uh, show. Sporting Kansas City, boom. Uh, Arrowhead Collection, boom. Officially licensed K-State stuff, boom. They have me covered for the entire fall the entire winter and as long as i can wear them into the spring i'm rocking my charlie hustle crew neck sweatshirts if you guys are listening to this right now look you gotta act fast go to the bosco's boys twitter account find the tweet retweet the tweet so you can be entered in for a free charlie hustle t-shirt but don't let don't rest on your laurels there's going to be a lot of entrance go to charliehustle.com get yourself a crew neck sweatshirt post it on twitter post it on x whatever you're calling it Tag Charlie Hustle and say, hey, this is amazing. And Bosco's boys told me to buy it. So that way they can continue sponsoring this show. Uh, and yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that everyone says, hey, Scott, how can we help out the show? That's how you can help out the show. Look good, feel good, tweet good. Wear your Charlie Hustle. CharlieHustle.com, vintage made fresh. Man, I hope they don't listen to this one because that was not the ad read I was supposed to do. But it doesn't matter. We're going to keep going. We're going to talk K-State Houston. It's going to be a little rainy. It's going to be a little cold. cold. But I want to know your keys to victory over the inferior Houston Cougars team. But I say that, look, they have some weapons. They have a wide receiving group I wish we had. And they have Donovan Smith, who, look, he had a pretty good game the last time he played in Manhattan last year for Tech, and that's a barn burner. So, Joel, I'm going to you first. What is your key to victory over the Houston Cougars? Yeah, kind of going off the cold thing, it's ball security. You know, it's going to be cold and wet. Uh, Make sure you got those gloves on or maybe take them off, depending on your weird superstitions on gloves. Uh, But, yeah, ball security all day, every day. There we go. We got ball security. Ball security is job security. Justin, what is your key to V for Saturday? Um, it's what we did to start the TCU game. We ran the quarterbacks early and often, and we planted that seed you know, with TCU's defense that that was there. And then we were able to play off of it the rest of the game. And I mean, we were so efficient with our offense and getting some really good gains out of the quarterback position as one of the things that I felt allowed us to open up the rest of the playbook and be effective. That's the last question I got. I'm going to drink beers because parent teacher conferences are over. So I will talk to you guys later. Have a good one. There you go. That's right. Justin was coming live from doing parent-teacher conferences. Have a good one, my friend. All right, we'll go to Cole next. Cole, what do you got for me? All right, so Q2V, um, I'm going to say just make them earn it, you know? Don't give them any extra yards. Uh, it's going to be cold. You know, those Houston boys, they're not going to be quite used to the the chilly, cold rain. Um so just make them earn it and make them feel it, you know, let them know like this is not going to be an easy game for you. You're not going to get those extra yards. 
We're not going to get an extra inch. We're not, we're not bending or breaking this game. There you go. We'll go to Tristan next. Tristan, what's your big key to V for Saturday? Defense has to get into the backfield and rattle that quarterback. That's a good one. Look, I, I think Houston on offense especially, I like their quarterback. I like their pass catchers. I think they have capable running backs. I'm not going to go as far as Chris Kleiman did giving praise to their running backs, but they're capable. But the one spot K-State can truly exploit them is I don't think they have a great offensive line. So I think that is a great one, Tristan. I love you all equally, but that's a great one. Iman Elvis, what is your key to be? Defensive pressure combined with great coverage on Houston's receivers. I think they do have a bunch of good ones. Uh, they like to throw it. I don't think they're going to try to establish any kind of run game because they know they can't. Last week against Texas, Houston ran the ball 19 times only, and that's less than 30% of their total plays. They ended up with a whopping 14 yards rushing last week. So that's not going to be their game plan. In the rain, could affect it, but their game plan has to be to come out start fast, throw it all over the place. We've got to be ready for that. And uh, it is uh, their their QB is Donovan Smith, who we remember as Texas Tech's quarterback last year in Manhattan. He threw it for 359 yards, so he, he did a pretty good job there. But uh, in that game, he threw two interceptions and copped up a fumble. So maybe uh, turnovers, forcing some turnovers, creating some havoc back there. Again, getting that pressure on him and covering the receivers, that's going to be the key to V. I love it. I love it. All right, let's go to Joel next. Let's go to pick to click. And I know for a fact it is not going to be Keegan Johnson. So, Joel, who is your P to C? Yeah, my P to C um, is going to be uh, – I'm going to go cornerbacks. I think there's going to be a lot of uh, slip screens – or not slip screens, just wide receiver screens in this game. So just getting getting off your blocks early, being able to identify the play early, I think that's going to be the big one. It's a little boring. I was going to say Pat, big Pat. He's the pick to click, but I don't know. Shout out to Pat. Uh, again, like I said at the top of the show, his recruitment, he's going to make his pick next Saturday. So while K-State's playing Texas, I am going to put your feet to the fire. I'm going to make you choose between Will Lee, Jacob Parrish, and Keenan Garber. You have to give me one of them. I'm going to go Parrish because is, is Will Lee playing? Again, yeah, yeah, I, I think he's going to be close to 100%. Um, okay, because he, he had like 25 plays last week, so I okay, Willie is much better at blowing up screens, but they might try to pick on Parrish, so yeah, I'll go with Parrish. All right, we'll go to Cole next. Cole, who's your P to C? I'm gonna go, uh, I think EJ's gonna have a good game. You know, he's just going to be grounding and pounding. I think that's kind of our identity. You know, we just seem to have a lot of success running the ball. And I don't think Houston can stop the run, especially now that our offensive line is clicking. Um, So I expect us to – I think we'll get out to a decent lead and then just kind of run the ball and choke the game away. So that will make for a good game for DJ. I like it. We'll go to Tristan next. Tristan, who is your pick to click? It's got to be Marquis Siegel. I mean, he he's he does pretty good on the run help, and and hopefully he stays locked in on the pass. So it's, it's got to be him. 
he does play downhill very well. Um, we'll, we'll see what happens. Again, I, I really think since the Missouri game, Marquis Siegel has played really well, so I like that pick as well. We'll finish this one up with Ema Elvis before we get into our super-specific predictions. Ema Elvis, what do you got for me? Well, I have come to the realization that by picking Keegan Johnson to click every week that I have jinxed the poor guy. So <laughs> I'm going to go a different direction and just watch him go off Saturday. You can all thank me later. Um, I would like to say Khalid Duke will have a great day fishing, celebrating, reeling in a couple of big ones like he does, um, and making Donovan Smith pee his pants all day. He probably will do that. But my pick to click is going to be Will the Blanket Lee. Will the the Wildcat. I think he might get picked on a little because he's been injured. He wasn't 100%. Maybe he will be this week. But uh, I I think the Cougs are going to throw his way more than anybody else uh, until he knocks down a few passes and maybe intercepts a couple of hurried throws. So I'm going to pick Will to smother receivers with that blanket and be a standout this week. Yeah, so Khalid Duke did have three sacks versus Donovan Smith last year versus Texas Tech. So, hey, may- maybe he has Donovan Smith's number. Maybe he said something bad once upon a time and he gets a few sacks as well. Let's get into the fun one. Let's get into super specific predictions. Again, this is the one I don't do on my preview show, so I'm going to give you guys my super specific prediction right here. Chris Tennant not only makes another tackle on kickoff coverage, but that boy is going to have a forced fumble recovered by Toby Osinsami on the third kickoff of the game, and it will be kicking towards the north end zone. There you go. Super specific prediction. Chris Tennant, forced fumble on a kickoff. Toby O recovers it going towards the north end zone on the third kickoff of the game. Joel, what do you got for me? Yep, so uh, I got Uso strip sack touchdown. I guess I wouldn't be a sack then. Uso fumble recovery touchdown 45 yard return north end zone does he get an excessive celebration penalty yeah that little like thing that he does i don't even know what it's called he's gonna hit that thing so hard it won't even be funny all right we'll go to cole next cole what do you got all right um Maybe I interpreted this wrong, Joel, but I don't think Uso's running the ball 45 yards. Uh, Dude, timeout. Bro, he's fast. You're yeah, wrong. He's in, fast. In, in Joel's defense, uh, when he had his fumble recovery earlier this year in postgame, everyone's saying, no, Uso could have taken that back. So, you know, in Joel's defense, I think he could get that 45-yard touchdown. All right. Well, I, I hope to see it. That would be awesome. Um my super specific prediction, um, I'll say Seth Porter gets a touchdown catch. I hope so. I want Seth Porter to get a touchdown so badly. I want it to happen. All right, we'll go to Tristan next. Tristan, what do you got? Will Howard's going to throw an 80-yard bomb to Jace Brown for a touchdown. All right, we got an 80-yarder. Is it going to the north end zone or south end zone? Got to go to the south end zone, man. 
All right. Well, you know, I, I'm kind of I'm, I'm on the south side of the 50, so I, I wouldn't mind that. All right. We'll go to Ema Elvis next. Ema Elvis, you've been bringing the heat on super specific predictions. Uh, some of them you've actually kind of been a little close. So I'm interested what you got for. Uh, yeah, I'm trying Saturday. to get trying to get that gear from you. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? All right. So it's in the fourth quarter. Yes. Heading south right toward you. Avery Johnson throws a pass for 64-yard touchdown to himself. Not like we did as kids in the backyard, but he's trying to lob the ball to Keegan Johnson, but a Cougs defensive lineman gets his big fat mitts in the way, bats it like a volleyball block. Avery snags it out of midair and takes it in untouched 64 yards for a touchdown. Now, if that happens, I'm getting you a Charlie Hustle bombing jacket. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Charlie Hustle bomber jacket. If that one happens, <laughs> okay. Is there a rule violation I'm missing here? No, is no, that, no. that would be one hundred percent. Or is that a? Does he get credit for a pass, touchdown pass, and a touchdown catch? That would be credited as a touchdown pass and a touchdown catch. So well, you're, then, you're no, right let's on. Do it. Let's Man, do if it. that happens, oh my gosh, that would be that would probably be the most viral play in the history of K State sports if that happened. Second to Brandon Bolden's, uh, you know, rejection of that tiny little kid, uh, you know, in, in that uh, K-State basketball game towards the end of the Bruce era where he broke his arm. That goes viral on Twitter like every other month. So this one would go even more viral. All right, let's get to it. Let's have score predictions, score predictions for this game. K-State versus Houston. We got our super specific predictions. We got our picks to collect keys to V. All of it. I want to know the score. And if any if anyone here gets the score correct, here this is why folks need to join the live show. If any of you four get the score one hundred percent correct, I will get you some basketball tickets later on this season for free. Joel, what do you got? Twenty eight fourteen. Cats on top, baby. All right, a little low scoring. Twenty eight fourteen. Case it does not cover. Line is currently sitting at seventeen. We'll go to Cole next. Cole, what's the score going to be? I'm going to 35-13. 35-13 from Cole. Tristan, what do you got? That's going to be 49-21. 49-21, all right. And then we'll go to Email Elvis. Email Elvis, what do you got? 40-20, cool cats. 40-20, cool cats. All right, since K-State is playing Texas, absolutely massive game. We're not going to have a live show next week. I'm going to be talking about the K-State Emporia State exhibition game. And probably I anticipate some Naquan Tomlin news as well. Uh, give me a way too early prediction for that one. You don't have to give me a score. Does K-State for the final time ever in a game in Austin, Texas, come away with a win? Joel, we're 10 days out. Lots of time. I'm not going to hold you to this. But what does your gut say? We don't know who's going to play quarterback for Texas. Hell, we don't know who's going to play quarterback for K-State in that game. But we have two good options, and they're both healthy, knock on wood. Is K-State going to come out with a win in Austin? Yeah, it's going to be Avery versus Arch, and yeah, we definitely win that one. (laughs) That would just be hilarious. I would just love that so much. All right, Cole, what do you got? Are we going to win down in Austin in about 10 days? I think we're going to do it, Scott. I hope it's so. our year. 
I want to. I want to. It would be so big. All right, we'll go. Tristan next. Tristan, are the cats going to do it in Austin next weekend? Oh, yeah. They were walked in now. All right. I like your confidence. Email Elvis, is it going to be another clean sweep? You know, it's 9 to 10 since the Big 12 started. Cats need to tie it up at 10 with a win. We're going to pull out all the stops. Let's do this. Doing it. I love it, folks. What a fun time it will be if the next time we talk on a live show, K-State is 2-0 in the next one, staring down a game with Baylor, who is hapless, and hopefully that will be an easy win. That's all we have tonight. Nice little live show. Absolutely love it. Shout out to my friends at Charlie Hustle, charliehustle.com, Vintage Made Fresh. Go check them out. Shout out to my friends, Manhattan Brewing Company. Folks, they have been rocking with us Man, for almost a year and a half at this point. I absolutely love those guys over at uh, at Manhattan Brewing Company. I'm going to be stopping in after the game to get a couple of their new beers. Again, all sorts of fun German beers that they've, they've dropped recently. They still have a little bit of pumpkin batch on tap as well. That's all we have. I love you guys. Chauncey loves you guys. Let's have a good week and go Cats. Hail to the purple, hail to the white, wildcat in spirit, wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater, from sea to sea, onward Fight UK State Wildcats for alma mater fights. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Fight, fight, fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be. Fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Go State! One,
Podcast Network.